Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast. It's a skeleton staff, I'm afraid, today. So you've got no Andy Kelly, you've got no Ian Doyle, you've got me, Neil Jones, and I've only got one guest, but, good news, what a guest it is. It's our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away. It's James Pearce, in on a Saturday, um, looking delighted about that as well. But we're here to look forward to Liverpool versus Newcastle, or if you prefer, Newcastle versus Liverpool up at St James's Park. James, great to have you back on the show. How are you? Very good, thank you. Yeah, good stuff. Um, we'll start we'll start with that Newcastle game. Then you were down at Melwood yesterday to hear from Jurgen Klopp. I thought you spent all day at Melwood yesterday, um, in one capacity or another, waiting for uh, Alberto Moreno, I believe, as well. Yeah, and Ginny Wijnaldum at Anfield yeah, as well. Yeah, a man, a man with famous friends. You, you <laughs> really are. Um, Jurgen Klopp first of all, and he uh, he's not as worried about Liverpool's form as, as everyone else seems to be. Is he? I think he even had a little dig at the, the press in the in terms of uh, it's not it's not all black. I think he said it's not all dark. Um, what did you uh, what did you make of of his comments and what do you make of the situation Liverpool find themselves in? Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I I kind of agreed with him on, on a lot of what he said in terms of you know the, the one thing he he said that jumped out at me was. The amount of chances Liverpool are creating, he said. You know that he points to that as a sign of real progress compared to last season, when too often when Liverpool came up against teams who just sought to contain them, they lacked they lacked the kind of ingenuity and guile required to just just to create chances. And you know, I was over in Moscow in midweek, and obviously anyone that watched that game knows that you know it was ridiculous how Liverpool yeah. didn't didn't win. You know, they created three or four guilt-edged chances in the last. Five ten minutes, um, and you can't legislate for that. As Klopp said himself yesterday, he said, "You know, I can't." He said, "There's not nothing I can say to make us more yeah. clinical." I think, I think he said, and he said, "What's the point of me saying to Salah, head it with yeah. this part of your head yeah. instead what, of that?'" Yeah. Why didn't you put it in the corner? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, he said, "You know, he said he'd be more concerned if Liverpool weren't creating." Yeah. Um, and he's right. I mean, the, the thing is, with that, obviously, then it actually becomes more frustrating because you look at the performances Liverpool have put in. And obviously now you reflect on a September when they only won one out of six, which is obviously a pretty horrendous month. But, you know, far too often they haven't got their rewards because either they haven't been clinical enough in the final third or they, they've they made some awful blunders at the other end and thrown away soft goals. And yeah. that's, that's what's hampered this Liverpool team so far this season. But as Klopp said himself, you know, still unbeaten in Europe, still in a position where... They should still qualify, and you know what are they? You know, fifth in the Premier League, you know, eleven points. It's you know, it's it's not as if the damage done is is irreparable by any stretch of the imagination. No, and the other thing that strikes me as well is that it's not, it isn't something where you just go as an obvious fix with the with the goal scoring. You look at the people who are missing chances. It's all of them, isn't it? It's all you know. It's 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 Salah missing a, a good chance. Firmino missing a good chance. Sturridge coming off the bench. You the guy you'd say, oh, you want Sturridge on the end of that, and, yeah. and he misses you know, a, a really great chance towards the end. Uh, even Lovren had had one didn't he, at, at one stage. It just seems, it just seems like it's easy to say, but someone's gonna get a hide and what. Sooner or later, you know, someone is going to be on the end of one where all them chances go in, and maybe maybe not tomorrow with Rafa, who, who obviously sets up his team well. But I think I, I think I have the confidence that Liverpool there's a good performance and a good result coming coming sooner or later. It probably should have been at Leicester last weekend, shouldn't it? That was the that was the <laughs> one where if they got yeah. to half time two 0 I always thought Liverpool were going to win three or four 0 there. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, com- I completely agree. I, you know, I, I think you know, that that front four that he went with the other night, you know, he was asked about that yesterday and said, you know, he said that isn't the right game to judge judge them on. You know, he made the point that obviously uh, Sadio Mane was, you know, was always going to be a bit rusty, having having yeah. missed missed a lot of football. Um, you know, obviously Firmino, I'd say his form at the moment is a slight concern. I think you know, he, I thought he was really poor at Leicester last weekend, Liverpool. One of those rare occasions where they win in spite of him rather than because of him, um, and then yeah, his finishing was was well off um, midweek in in Moscow. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt that that front four will do an awful lot of damage this season. It's you know, it, you know, I think I, I like Coutinho in that role. I think you know he yeah. he's probably been the massive plus over the last week because I think there was still kind of. That kind of nagging thought that you know, will he, will we see Coutinho back at the levels he was at last season, or will he coast a bit? Will he still, yeah. you know, have a probably not bend free kicks into the top? Yeah, top yeah, because you, you know, you just, you, you know, you, 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 I think Liverpool always felt he would knuckle down, commit himself fully once the window had shut, and accept the decision. Um, but you know, obviously there was there was a couple of performances from him where he he didn't he didn't have the kind of influence you'd expect of him but yeah to see him dominate the game like he did at Leicester and then you know I thought he was by far and away the best performer in in Moscow um that bodes really really well and you know although it didn't work the other night I do like him in that advanced kind of central midfield role where you know he he is heavily involved and you know he's got three players ahead of him who you know we, we know that if he does give them the ammunition then then Liverpool have got that ability to wreak havoc I was going to say, I remember John Aldridge talking about playing up front for Liverpool and put it to Firmino and he said, I, he said if I've got me back to goal, I'm looking at Peter Beardsley. He said, I'm looking at John Barnes. He says, it's literally just that manner from heaven. And it must be like that for Coutinho when he looks up and thinks, what have I got on here? I've got, OK, I can go there to Salah, I can go there to Mane. And I've got me mate Firmino as yeah. well there who I, can, I know I can give the ball to. It's, it's, it's a far cry from sort of, if you remember... The, the end of the Rodgers era when it, it felt like he was looking up and going, well, what, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, yeah. I'm going to have to try and take three or four on on my own just to just to see if he can get a shot away. Yeah, I think it, when you were saying that, then I was thinking, I was thinking of Coutinho looking up and seeing Ricky Lambert. You know, Balotelli. And Balotelli. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Balotelli, you know, would, would be on his heels, demanding <laughs> the ball into feet where Coutinho was looking to knock it in behind and... Yeah, I remember. I remember speaking to Rogers around that time when Coutinho was actually getting a fair bit of stick, and and Rogers, you know, was right to say, well, hang on a minute, you know, you know, he's looking up and he hasn't got. We don't have those runners in, in behind. Yeah, I mean, Brendan Rogers was the manager of that team. <laughs> so sort of like, hang on, Brendan. Well, well yeah, the, um, you're going to explain why. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a complete contrast now. When you know, it must be great for Coutinho when you've got, you know, especially those two wide men. With, the pace and intelligent movement of the two of them, um, and that's why it, you know, it was pretty galling to come away from that stadium the other night. Just you know, how on earth did Liverpool <laughs> not win? Because you know, I understand Klopp's Klopp's right in the you know, point away from home in the Champions League is never a disaster, but Spartak yeah. were absolutely we, bang average. You're amazed at that? I mean, because the sort of the idea of going away to Russia is always oh, a hostile atmosphere and it's yeah. red hot and the atmosphere sounded good. I'm sure you can yeah. tell us it, it was good. But you always think that would inspire a team to be right, right on the front foot. They, 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 if they hadn't got that free kick, they, they didn't lay a glove on Liverpool no. at all, really, did they? No, no, no. no. I think, 
you know, you could see how scared they were of Liverpool, the way that he set them up. Because I remember I sat with the other UK journalists that were over in Moscow trying to work out their formation early on. And, you know, it seemed to be a flat back seven. <laughs> yeah. with, you know, uh, they left Luis Adriano basically on his own up front. Yeah. He, he was quite good, wasn't he? But he, 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 was, he must have been looking around thinking, well, what do you want me to do? Yeah, and I think, you know, that was because... You know, Carrera obviously knew the damage that Liverpool could do if if they tried to open up, and as it was for them, you know, it was the dream scenario where you know they barely got out of their own half, and and, yeah. and they're in front with a yeah. with a free kick that was given away. Lawless Carrier still buying a program at that time, I think. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't. There was no monitors over yeah. there, and I've still not not seen it back, although. Yeah. The, um, put it up, put it on Twitter. Ask, ask Twitter what they, they made. Of <laughs> yeah, it. I did see they weren't. He should, he should, he should do better. I think Carrier. It wasn't in the better. corner, was it? No, it, it was. was well, it, it just seemed to move his feet quite slowly. Maybe he didn't, he didn't see it go over the wall, or he didn't expect it to go over the wall. But it, once it had, it was. It should have been saved by by the goalkeeper. Um, brings me on neatly actually to, to that. He, that will be one of the changes at Newcastle tomorrow. Minnie will come yeah. back in for the the Premier League gig. Um, any others you expect? Do you think Sturridge might get a nod over over Firmino? You mentioned there that Firmino's yeah, not, not I think three games without a goal or an assist. Firmino, which is for for someone who's so involved and so intrinsic to Liverpool's play, that's a bit of a drought for him. But do you think he'll get the yeah, uh, get the bullet? I, I, yeah, I, do, I I wonder whether Klopp might decide to freshen it up because you know, he he talked very highly again of Sturridge yeah. um, at, at the weekend um, at Melbourne on Friday, and I think certainly. I thought Sturridge against Leicester and against Moscow, although he although he missed chances, yeah. improved Liverpool when he came on. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think Sturridge is due a start. You'd imagine you know him for Firmino yeah. would would make sense, and then you know I think probably Gomez will come in at right back for for Trent, and obviously as you said, uh, Mignolet uh, in goal, and then I suppose he's just he's got to make that decision whether whether he does go with a front four. Like you know, like he did the other night with Coutinho as the the advance one of the three, or does he does he give a breather to to a Mane or a Salah yeah. and then find room for Wijnaldum and, and play Coutinho as one of the front three? I think that's probably his only dilemma. Um, whether you just go go for it from the start with that front four, what you know whether that's Firmino or Sturridge as part of that, or you know be a bit more conservative yeah. and and then you've got the option on the bench if 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 needs be. It was. Obviously, I think you know. I asked Klopp on on Friday at Melwood about you know whether he does feel as if he has got enough striking options because it does. I think you know Firmino has has been an absolute revelation for Liverpool. No one would question his work rate and an overall contribution. But you know, I think in the last week when he misses chances like he has done it, it's bound to reopen the debate it's about. Big one at Leicester, wasn't there? Where he yeah. on his left foot, where he, it was just to kill the game off, and he just couldn't, couldn't. Yeah, and and that's that's where I do. You know, I I did think at the end of that, you know, at the end of last season, to be honest, I thought Sturridge would leave. Um, so in, in, you know, and I thought, well, obviously Liverpool are going to have to replace him. Yeah. So you expected them to go and and sign a big a big name striker. Now, obviously, Sturridge didn't stay. He had talks with Klopp, and they both agreed that no, he would he would stay. Um, but I, I still think even with Stoke staying, Liverpool needed a, a frontline striker. Um, you know, you look at, you know, I think it's probably been brought into focus as well when you, you know, you see what Harry Kane's done yeah, for Tottenham this season. We've just watched, we've just watched that <laughs> game at Huddersfield. Yeah. Tottenham and, and, and just, you know, just how ruthless and clinical he is. You know, you, you see what Morata, you know, the way that he terrorised yeah. Stoke last weekend, the start that Lukaku's made at, yeah. at United. Um, you know, obviously. 
Aguero, Lacazette at, at Arsenal. Um, and Liverpool don't have they don't have a player like that, you know. And you know, I think Klopp, Klopp's argument is that they've got enough goals in the team because you know I think obviously Salah's what is he on six already? Six, he's got more than Lacazette. Salah. Yeah. Um, so you know he's you know he I think he'll probably kind of treble that this season. Um, you know Mane will easily get into double figures. So will Firmino. Hopefully Sturridge that will be shared around. But I don't know. You just sometimes you think on a day when things aren't quite going for you, yeah. you you just to have that striker you know that if he gets two or three chances he'll definitely take one of them. Yeah. Liverpool just just don't have that. You know and they haven't had it since well, since the title challenging season at 13-14 when you know Suarez and Sturridge were were, were tormenting defences. You know no one I think. I don't think a Liverpool player scored 15 in a season since then. Yeah, think, you know, not in Coutinho, the league. Yeah. Coutinho got 15 in all, I think, last season, did he? Or? Yeah, four, maybe 14, 14, I think. And you know, and before that, um, you know, I think it was, I think it was 13 and 12. The, the highest top scorers before then. I think. Yeah. It was in that, that. Um, so that yeah, that is a, you know, and, and you know, and obviously because of Firmino having a, a couple of bad games, you know, it, it that does bring that kind of debate back into focus. I was gonna say, if I, I mean. Tottenham have just won four 0 there, and we did, we saw the game. But if you hadn't, you knew Kane. How many did Kane get? He got two, yeah. didn't he? If I told you Liverpool won four 0 tomorrow, there'd be no one. You'd maybe say Salah had probably got one. But would yeah. you? You wouldn't be guaranteed that Firmino was on the score sheet or Coutinho, Mane, possibly Sturridge. I don't think there's anyone there that you said. Or if Liverpool won one 0 you wouldn't be able to go. Oh, it would have been him who got the winning goal. No. You'd, you'd you'd be sort of pick take your pick from one of four or five. Yeah, and I think you know, and I think that does kind of stem back to to not buying a you know a, a proper top class replacement for Suarez when he left because you know you look at where Liverpool have gone since then from you know Lambert and and Balotelli and Aspas and and yeah, people Ings. like Ings and you know and you know, and uh, yeah you do you do wonder whether that you know for all the talk of defensive frailties whether that might come back to, to bite them this season because you know they, they were the only probably top seven club I think last season not to have a 20 goal a season yeah. plus man obviously when Everton had Lukaku um, and certainly this time around you know Klopp was adamant that he's not casting you know envious glances and, and all the rest of it and was very forthright in his defence of Firmino and Sturridge but obviously you know having let Origi go out on loan as well um, you know in, in Ings doesn't seem uh, like he's, you know, he played for the under twenty threes yeah. again on Job, on nice. Friday night. Yeah, um, you know, and, and uh, I think you know, he, and Klopp was talking up Solanke, and no doubt that he's surpassed all expectations. I think so far, but you know, as we saw at Leicester in the League Cup, you know, he's still very, very yeah. raw. Um, you know, you you certainly wouldn't you wouldn't put your house on him in, in the Premier League. Yet to score in, in English football, you know, senior English football for, for all the, all the talent, he's still without yeah. a goal. I, you bit, I mean, we're going a little bit off 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 kilter, but I'm interested. Would you be a bit surprised that Rigi was let let out on loan? Because I I watched. I, I'm a I'm an Rigi fan, generally, and I thought. I'd rather have Origi in the squad than I don't I, I don't see the gain that he's going to get from playing in Wolfsburg compared to the gain of having him in the squad particularly. No, I can I couldn't understand that because also I think I think it was the week before when Klopp didn't rule it out when it was it obviously come from the agent that it was a something that was being discussed a potential loan and Klopp effectively said it you know it depends on incomings now. Yeah. You know, I guess he would maybe argue well we signed Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah, you can play so in the front three. Yeah, but 
I don't, I don't know. I, it's, I mean, Origi was a difficult one because he definitely went backwards yeah. last season. Um, you know, when you, I think I imagine he's quite an infuriating player for a coach because um, just I think I mean he, he, belief with him and seemed to be an issue and 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 self doubt creeping in and you know we we saw when Liverpool were en route to the Europa League final what what he can do um, you know and when he's at it. You know, he's he was almost unplayable for a couple there was of months. A spell last season. I think he scored five and five, didn't he? In five successive he did, games, he, yeah, he yeah, scored yeah. against Bournemouth that... and, and Sunderland and around that time. Yeah. Leeds, I think. I mean, he I think it was, the, was that the one at Bournemouth where he whipped it in from a ridiculous yeah, yeah, angle? Yeah, and... they got beat four three. Yeah. Forgotten goal, obviously, because of the yeah. game. But... And I think, yeah, I think you're right because around that time, everyone was saying then, "Oh, he's back to yeah. to where he was," and then suddenly, for no real reason, his form absolutely plummeted again. So. Yeah, but I think I think just in terms of bodies, I was surprised Liverpool loaned him out yeah. because, you know, you know, you, as you look at it now, obviously I think the pre-season because Solanke did so well, he kind of leapt above Origi in the pecking order, and Klopp probably looked at it and thought, well, he probably thought that Solanke was a better bet than Origi, but yeah, I I I was still surprised that it happened. I suppose that the other you know, <laughs> we were talking earlier about potential changes for Newcastle away. Obviously, we didn't mention Oxley Chamberlain, yeah. which kind of underlines you know, how yeah. little impact he's made yeah. in his first month at the club. And obviously, you know, it's far too early to make any any kind of uh, generalisations on on him. And you know, Klopp's right when he said a couple of weeks ago, you know, that he was bought for four or five years, not four or five weeks. But um, you know, I think anyone who kind of questioned where Oxley Chamberlain would fit into Liverpool. You know, a month on, it's still, still, still going well. Where, do, where, where does he fit? It also makes a little bit of a mockery of the idea that you buy Premier League proven in terms of because Klopp has said about Oxley Chamberlain, he said the same about Robertson that they're both still adapting to a different type of training, a different type of play, and that they're, they're people who've played many seasons in the Premier League, so it sort of it sort of removes that argument from anything. I I, I thought Oxley Chamberlain. He, he did okay at Leicester last week. He, he set a chance up for Wijnaldum, didn't he? In the very very last seconds of that game, but the game he played before that at at Leicester in the league, league cup, cup, the one yeah. he started, and then he, I don't even think he came on, did he? In Moscow, he, no. he wasn't even used. So it does. I, I do, you know, people who, who've got a sharp ear will have heard <laughs> in many podcasts. I'm not sold completely on that signing at all, but I, I don't think anything's been done to to change people's minds if they were doubters. Or if they were if they were believers as well in Oxley Chamberlain, he's just sort of he's just that come into the squad as a body almost, doesn't he? Yeah, and an expensive body. Yeah. But I think that's the yeah, thing yeah. because you know thirty five million pounds. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a huge outlay, and you know I just I just don't really see where where he's going to get into the side because you know obviously you know there's going to be a time when he will be required, and obviously the you know the festive season's not a million miles away, and Klopp was moaning yesterday, obviously. About the scheduling, potential scheduling, the we'll Arsenal game that that, we'll, yeah. we'll come on to, and you know, obviously he will get games. But at the moment, you, you look at it, and obviously as we were talking earlier about potential options, he's not even part of the conversation, is he? Wow. When you think, you know, we, obviously if he's going to change the balance of the midfield, then obviously it would be Wijnaldum who would come back in. If he's going to change or Milner, the, or Milner, yeah, <laughs> you know, if he's going to change the front three, then it will be he'll find room for Sturridge, you know, or promote Coutinho to one of the attacking yeah. options I just I think he's a sub isn't he he's, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a maybe a, a counter attack 
game chasing yeah. son. And and I know and I know I understand the stuff about you know he, he's adapting to a new style of play, but for th- I think I think top players adapt very quickly, and you know they they with the quality they've got, you just you you, you know that the, 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 you kind of in, they they come in quickly and uh, and make an impact, you know because as you yeah. said, it's not like. It's not like it, it's not like it's a complete eye opener for him. Not, God knows what Wenger was doing down Arsenal. He, he had them playing this sort of slow paced ticky tacka midfield game. Yeah, and you know it's it will just be interesting to see how that one pans out because it was a big outlay, especially for a player that was down to the last year of his contract and a player who, you know, Wenger gets a lot of stick, but you know Wenger. Never was never convinced by him to give him a, a set position, and, yeah. and and obviously for Chamberlain the the big attraction of Liverpool was that you know he didn't want to play as a wing back, he wanted to play centrally in midfield, and but yeah, it's it, it's not been the start he would have wanted, no. you know, and I think I think you can you know when he when he has when he has come on, I don't think he's he, he's really contributed, you know, it was a real tough full debut for him at, yeah. at Leicester in the League Cup. Um, you just hope that he can, you know, whether it's a cameo off the bench at St James's. I think he, he's in a position now where he just needs, you know, a bit of a lucky break, something to happen for him. Yeah, you know, yeah. whether it's an assist or a goal or yeah. just to play a just part. To make a difference. You know, yeah, yeah. So that, you know, he, that he is actually part of the conversation because, you know, at the moment, you know, we all we all we'll probably pick our teams and prefer to start in elevens for. For Newcastle on Sunday, and it's it's pretty mad that someone who cost thirty five million pound a month ago won't be part of it. Well, I think if you go back through the the last sort of few signs, Firmino was probably the one who, who took the longest to to, to find find yeah. his feet now. The change of manager and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But you, you think Salah Salah at the ground running, Mane at the ground running, Wayne Alden to the great yeah. dump ground running, um, Oxley Chamberlain. The idea that that was thirty five million pound player sort of in the squad. Not not used is is crazy when you consider some of uh, FSG's decisions on earners and and transfer fees. They 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 won't won't tolerate that for long. I imagine. Um, you mentioned it there, so we'll move on to it. One of the the big themes from Klopp's press conference and probably the most illuminating quotes I thought were were about the the potential of a Christmas Eve fixture for Liverpool. It would only be the second time in Premier League history that a game's been played on that date, and it'd be away at Arsenal. Four o'clock kickoff. Uh, we we understand. You spoke to him. You spoke to him afterwards off camera about about uh, about that. What was his what was his views? Yeah, I mean, he was it was quite interesting actually because he, he he said he's very wary of the fact that in in his position, if you come out and moan, people throw at you. You know, how dare you moan when you earn all that X amount of money? You, know, you can't take Sky's money and then yeah. complain when they say you've got to play on such a time, such a date. Um, but you know, Klopp's point, which you know, I thought, and he's very good at this, you know, because because you know, I think his argument was twofold. One, it's wrong to expect fans of both clubs to try and get to the Emirates and back on on Christmas Eve. I think it would actually be a three o'clock kickoff, apparently. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that's what the Premier League have, have said, which is three o'clock on Sun. On I think it's a Sunday, isn't it? It's Sunday. Yeah. That's Sunday why. That's why it's going to get moved because because they have the yeah. the option for the Super. They can't show games on a Saturday. Yeah. Un, unless it's twelve and or five, and so they they they'd either have to move it to a Friday night, which would cause its own problems, or or a Sunday. Yeah. So clock. You know, on the one hand, he was saying, you know. It, you know, isn't there a good reason why 
you don't have Christmas Eve football in this country because you know it's a time for families. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a time when certainly. It's time for late shopping. <laughs> <laughs> to start your shopping. Yeah. Go to the petrol station. Get that box of roses. Flowers. Um, and then also, he, I think he's also aware of the fact that if Liverpool's game then gets put back a day, they, they, it won't. It, it'll actually, you know, mean that I think he said they'll play four times in the space of nine days, um, which you know, clearly he wouldn't. He wouldn't be happy about. Um, and I think the other point he made, which is a, a really good one, is. Just because Sky can do it, does that mean they should do it? Yeah. Because in the contract, yes, that is an, that is a slot they could take up. But you know, he, he his phrase was, you know, can we not just use common sense and say it's unfair to expect, you know, you, you know, you, you think of the implications for the Metropolitan Police policing yeah. that on on Christmas Eve. Obviously, Arsenal stewards. Yeah, the hundreds of, hundreds of stewards have got to try and get there and get back and. You know, it's what the game would finish. What five o'clock? So staff there not even leaving the ground probably yeah, till seven, seven, eight o'clock. Um, so and and you know, and I think also people would point to the fact that you know Sky last season in their contract, I think they could have shown ten Friday night Premier League trips yeah. and they didn't. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not it's not as if the, the argument that they've paid X amount yeah. to. It has to happen. It has to happen. Doesn't doesn't really stand up to scrutiny. I, I ask this question a lot about football clubs and Sky are you know the king of football clubs if you like in, in England. I just the way I look at it, isn't there just a chance for a company like Sky that maybe gets a bad rap for, from from people for for various reasons and whatever doesn't have a great reputation if you like isn't there just a chance for them to just win a bit of goodwill just with one you know with two, only with two groups of fans for, for people to go oh, I was on it you know at least Sky made the right call and he just said you know what we have it, have it Saturday instead and we'll, we'll maybe we'll bank it and we'll get you back yeah. another time we'll, yeah. we'll bring you forward you know on, on Easter or whatever yeah but, but they don't do it do they no, no. and I don't think they will that's no. the thing I think you're right like it like you just hope as Klopp said common sense prevails and they go do you know what that would be ridiculous um, and it would be massively unfair on you know they make such a big fuss about you know the the, the atmosphere at Premier League yeah, games yeah. the fact that every you ground every other it's all on fans yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah yeah and it but do you know what I think I think it will happen I think it'll be a three o'clock kickoff on Christmas Eve I don't you know the the, the Premier League have, have been making noises about how they're going to you know look into making sure there's, there's you know the the public transport yeah. is. Is up to it. I, I I get the impression that despite Liverpool's protest, despite Arsenal being against the idea, it will happen. I mean, we, how many times a season do we have similar conversations yeah. where you know, we, we were at what was it? Was Norwich. it Easter Sunday? Norwich, Norwich away mid uh, midday, midday kickoff. You know no. that. And it, that was one of them that you either you were either up at six to start driving. Norwich is the furthest away you can yeah. get in the Premier League for Liverpool. You're either up at six to drive, or you were you were paying for a hotel on on yeah. Easter Saturday and. and yeah, and they so they don't care. And every every time TV games comes out, there's always stories of, you know, clubs in yeah. Newcastle having to go to Bournemouth for a yeah. time kickoff or something like that because they don't care. I don't I don't think it even comes into their to their thinking. They just take fans for granted, and the attitude seems to be, well, you know, they'll they'll find a way. Yeah. They'll get there. They're, which which the sad thing is, they will. They because, will. You know, yeah. The away end will be packed. Won't yeah, it? the away end will be packed. Um, but it's wrong. It's, it is massively wrong. But um, yeah, I sadly I think for all Klopp, for all the sense that Klopp made on Friday, and for all 
Liverpool have, have done everything they can. But I think it also comes back to you know, the executives at, at the clubs and you know, Scudamore, the Premier League. They, they, you know, they, how did they allow this to... to when, when it comes to negotiating TV deals, they shouldn't be in a position where they're completely at the mercy of... You yeah. know, they're, surely there, there must be a better way of doing it where... Because you know, essentially what I've been told is if Sky, if Sky decide to take up that slot, as long as the Metropolitan Police say they can Safety police it, it yeah, yeah, and as long as Arsenal say they can staff it, then the game goes ahead. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I'd say surely there has to be in the next the next time they're negotiating this, the clubs have to claw back a, yeah. a little bit of power so that they do have some kind of a veto, because you know, and I and I know obviously every club moans, and obviously you know Klopp said yesterday, why is it when there's always an argument with fixtures Liverpool are involved? I think Mourinho came out earlier in the week, didn't he, and saying yeah. Liverpool get a, an easy ride when it comes to fixtures. So we, obviously you don't want to be in a position where you know you can't have every club trying to dictate exactly when they want to play because that will never work. But it does seem ridiculous that under that TV deal, you know, the Sky can essentially call the shots completely, and and, and especially on a day like you know, I, I just don't understand why it's even a slot. I know yeah. I know it's a Sunday, so. But, but why is that even a slot in the TV deal? Because I, I think, what is it, 1995 was the only time there yeah, was... Yeah, Manchester United-Leeds. And, 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 and comparable to that, Manchester United-Leeds was nearly kickoff, and it was Leeds to Manchester. Yeah. So it's a, a little, you know, even that had a mitigation towards it, if you like, even yeah. however awkward it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, what about Liverpool's point then? Or, you know, I, I said there about clawing back goodwill from Sky, and we said we don't think that's going to happen. What about Liverpool doing it then in terms of saying, right, this we've been given this... Sandwich from um, from TV companies. We can't do anything about it. We've registered our complaints. You want to go, you go. But go on us. There you go. If you've got you've got a ticket for Arsenal, there's our Christmas present to you. Sorry, sorry, but there you go. Do you want to go free? We'll pay. We'll pay your ticket, or we'll pay you pay yeah, your train fare, think, or we'll pay however you do it. Yeah, I think I think travel will be something they'll have to look into because I think if as expected it does go ahead, then yeah, I think I think Liverpool have got a duty to. Yeah. To, to make sure that you know if they're selling 3,000 tickets for that game that those fans can all get home afterwards because I know I think there was something written earlier on in the week in a few places talking about oh it's alright it's, 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 it's not true is no, it? no it's not true no I mean Virgin have said they haven't even sorted out their yeah. Christmas timetable in fact when I looked yesterday I think I think they, it was saying there is a train at 9 something or other but it'll take you 11 and a half hours to get back. That's right, yeah. um, You've got to stay at crew for seven or something, is it? Bring in, bring in Christmas morning on, on platform four at crew. Um, so, no, it's, to honest, it's just a ridiculous... It's a ridiculous idea all around. Like, and, uh, yeah, I, but then it does... It all goes back to the TV contracts and why, yeah. why on earth the, the clubs well, find sold, themselves... Sold the soul. Yeah, sold the soul, sold the soul, their soul And, you know, essentially... That that's why they can only moan so much when things like this come come back to bite them. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's hope let's hope there's common sense either from Sky, and if not, then let's hope Liverpool do a little bit more than they did. I think it was two seasons ago when they had their team, fans had four away games over the festive period. They went to Sunderland, to West Ham, to Exeter, Exeter and yeah. to somewhere Stoke in the in the League Cup. And I think the club's response was to say that they were going to put on coaches at cost price, which was uh, let, let's uh, let's just leave that one, leave that one hanging in the ether <laughs> about how good an idea that was. Um, back to the game tomorrow then. 
subplot to it. Rafa Benitez, Newcastle, Liverpool fans, obviously. We call him a divisive character, Rafa Benitez. I don't think he's that divisive. I think I think pretty much every Liverpool fan that goes to Newcastle will have a degree of respect yeah. and, and love for Rafa Benitez, rightly so, for what he achieved. But they'll also have a fear of Rafa Benitez knowing how he sets a team up and knowing that he will, if, if they know Liverpool's weaknesses, if the world knows, if Alan Shearer and Phil Neville can spot Liverpool's weaknesses on match today, what will Rafa Benitez be doing to, to about Liverpool's weaknesses tomorrow? Is that is that something that will be in in the minds? Yeah, I think so, because he, also he's never lost against Liverpool, hasn't he? I think I was looking yeah. at um, Liverpool's statistician is... Uh, Jed Ray's stats. I think it's four games. Yeah, two with Valencia, and then obviously one with Chelsea, Chelsea one with Newcastle. Yeah. Both two-two draws. Um, so yeah, and, and you know, it, obviously it's a fixture that will mean a massive amount to him. Um, you know, and as we know full well from his, his Liverpool days, you know, he, he is an expert at setting a team up to negate the, the threat of the opposition. I, the only thing I'd say is if Liverpool's attacking players are on it, yeah. then. Newcastle don't have the the talent, you know. Despite you know, no matter how well drilled they are, yeah. they they don't have the personnel to to deal with what Liverpool could hit them with if Liverpool are anywhere near the well, level. Even, even if John Joe Shelby's on it, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about this yesterday. I saw the quotes from Rafa about John Shelby or sorry Shelby about Rafa. I was just thinking that must be the maddest relationship that you've ever had with a <laughs> player manager. You know, because you think about. Rafa couldn't get his head around Steven Gerrard at the times, you know, in terms of his tactical discipline. God knows what he makes of John Joe Shelby. Yeah, and uh, well, I think I like I like Shelby's quote as well about how you know he's got no regrets about leaving Liverpool. Yeah. And I don't think anyone at Liverpool has any regrets <laughs> no. about him moving no, on either. To be fair, because I like, think nice guy or not. Yeah, yeah, he was a nice, nice kid, but he, you know, he, he wasn't at the level good enough to make it at Liverpool. And um, yeah, and I think he, I think it's fair to say he struggled at times to take instructions on board, yeah. and and was very hot-headed as we've, as we, yeah. you know, that you've, got, you've the, got a good story about John John yeah. from um, from Switzerland when he, he scored a couple against the young boys. That's right. Yeah, he did. What was it? He told me, you know, gutted, gutted that we let in four, and I had to break the news from we'd only let in three. <laughs> uh, he thought he thought they they'd won five four against young boys. That was it. And, <laughs> and obviously. I think everyone will, everyone has got a bit of a soft spot for him on the yeah. basis he did he did once call Alex Ferguson a grass. Undoubted highlights of his time. Yeah, forget forget any of the goals he ever scored. That was that was definitely the the highlight. Um but no I, I mean I, I think the other interesting thing actually from Klopp's press conference was how much respect yeah. that he's got for surprised me that. It, it, it yeah. surprised me a little bit. I mean, even you know he said that they even they'd even spoken in, in pre season. Um he didn't elaborate on that. I wonder I mean, what that might have been. Ojo, Ojo, yeah, yeah, or, Newcastle or Harry in, Wilson, perhaps. Yeah, we're in for him on loan. Um, and he's yeah, and obviously sometimes managers try out these things and just you know you, you think well he doesn't really mean it. But Klopp did. Klopp was genuine on that. You know he said you know he said in fact he said probably out of all my colleagues in the Premier League I get yeah. on with Benitez as well as anyone and not Pulis. Yeah, uh, no, no, and which is interesting because obviously they are very very different yeah. characters in terms of you know you look at. <laughs> You'd enjoy you know, a pint with those two. It'd be yeah, a different, yeah. different dynamic. And but you know there are a lot of similarities as as well, and you know in in terms of their backgrounds, and you know, certainly in the in way in which they they both tapped into to Liverpool's fan base and and the bond that they created. Um, and yeah, and I think I think you're right. I think there will no matter. I think I think where Benitez polarizes opinion amongst Liverpool fans is where it went wrong for him at Liverpool. Not. 
I don't think it, you, know, it, you can't not have a huge amount of respect no. for Benitez because he won the European Cup. Yeah, you know, he gave End most Liverpool day. fans the greatest night of their lives. You know, and and he was an absolute class act to the very end in terms of, you know, the, the charity work he did. Him yeah. and his wife on Merseyside. You know, the support he gave the Hillsborough family. The day, the, the day he left, and he needed ninety six thousand pounds. Yeah, so you know, and so you know, he, he didn't uh, just he embraced everything about the club and was a real like standard bearer for the cause and would always fight the club's corner. You know, against snipers from elsewhere in the same way as as Klopp does. Um, you know where where obviously people differ is you know you would still have a section of Liverpool fans that would argue that Benitez arguably should still be yeah. in charge and and that you know everything that went wrong at, at, at Liverpool he was the victim of, of you know the civil war that was raging with with Hicks and Gillette and the money problems and and all the rest of it yet you you also meet a lot of Liverpool fans who will, will tell you that. That um, you know he was the kind of the master of his own destiny yeah. in terms of picking fights he couldn't win. Should have won the league. Maybe. Yeah, you know, so, you know, and you know that that infighting and that people all say he took his eye off the ball. So, and and the thing is with with that is, you know, there's so much evidence to to back up either side. You know, you're never <laughs> yeah. you're never going to yeah. convince you're never going to convince anyone of the other entrenchments as well and land views, isn't it? That, yeah, that there are people who won't. I'm prepared to to look out from above there. Yeah, their but I think what everyone can ag- what everyone can agree on is the fact that you know everything he did, he he, he tried to do for the the best interests of the club, and you know I think and I think all Liverpool fans will be delighted that he's that he's found a real home in Newcastle. You know, similar in terms of how fanatical, you know, that their, their fan base are, and obviously desperate desperate for success, and and you know massive credit to him as well. Because I think a lot of Elite level managers who have managed the clubs Benitez would would have turned their nose up at managing in the championship. He and started that season at Real Madrid, <laughs> and ended it relegated. Yeah, days. and then and then to stick with them and you know I don't think you, uh, you think what was he managing at Burton Albion and places like that yeah. last season, um, and then to get them back up and they've had a decent enough start, hasn't they? I mean, bizarrely they've actually well they only slipped up against the newly promoted teams, right, haven't they? The only yeah. two teams, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, a, you know, a bit of a, a clash of styles, um, but it's a massive game for Liverpool because I think, you know, I, I spoke to Jeannie Wildham at Anfield on Friday evening, and you know, he he kind of admitted he said, well, you know, there is more pressure on us now because we've dropped points in games we should have won. So he said, you know, that suddenly that makes this Sunday that much more important, and the fact they're going to have two weeks to dwell on it, yeah, you know, it's, most definitely, you know, Klopp will be glad to see the back of September probably after all the the problems that Liverpool have encountered, but he'll um, he'll equally be desperate to to get October off to a flying start with with Man United on the horizon. Exactly, exactly. Well, James, we'll leave it with the prediction. Uh, what score do you think Liverpool will win? Well, I'll ask you because <laughs> there's no point asking you whether Liverpool will win. We know we know you're the Mark Lawrence of the Echo uh, Blood Red Podcast Predictions League. Uh, I'm going to go for 4-2. Four, 4-2? Four? Wow. Wow, well, was over five and a half goals. Get on it. <laughs> the entertainers. Um, yeah, I'll say 3-1 I'll say to Liverpool. That's my that's my tip. Definitely not a clean sheet. No. no. So, no someone, some some crab from Newcastle will score. You know, I don't know. Dwight Gale, he's yeah. still at Newcastle and he'll come on. Probably a header from a corner. Header from a corner. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, two two Liverpool defenders look at each other and say, what were you doing? But uh, yeah, I think Liverpool should, should have too much for them. Let's hope myself and James are right. We'll be back early next week, uh, hopefully with a, a, a fuller squad than we than we have at the moment. Um, albeit it was it was a pleasure, obviously, James. Um, <laughs> let, let, let's hope we're back Monday to 
reflect on a Liverpool win and to, to talk you through the international break with Andy and or Doily. Hopefully you'll enjoy the game. Make sure you tune in for that and all our coverage on Sunday. Thanks a lot.